Hello Star Trek fans, welcome to the Captain's Quarters, the unofficial Star Trek rewatch podcast where we are rewatching the entire Star Trek franchise starting at the beginning of the official chronology. Today we're talking about Star Trek Enterprise, Season 4, Episode 12 called Babel 1. My name is Gabe and I'm with my co-captain Jason. Make it so, Jason. Hello there. How are you? It's, good. it's great to be back, my friend. Yep, it's good to be back. Two weeks off. So I have to say, unintended, um, mm-hmm. unintended two-week hiatus, just because, you know, you were busy, and then I was out, and then I was uh, in a different time zone, and so yeah, it wasn't gonna work, unfortunately. So, but we're back. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll always be back. Don't you worry, dear listeners. <laughs> Okay, so let's go through the the synopsis. There's a hole in the bucket. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're you're in a a musical mode today. Always, today. Am, like, always am, always am. Are you? Sorry. You're yeah. Texting me, you're yeah. texting me West Side Story stuff. Earlier. Well, you were like tonight, and I'm like, well, you know, it's <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right, so in this episode, Captain Archer and Ensign Sato are practicing being blunt, complaining, and arguing for the arrival of a Tellurite delegation led by Ambassador Grawl. Enterprise receives a distress call from the Andorian warship Kumari under attack by a Tellurite vessel. Enterprise saves survivors Andorian. from the attack. What did I say? Uh, Tellurite. They were attacking each other. The Tellarite okay. vessel was being attacked by an Andorian. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Andorian warship Kumari was being under attack by a Tellarite. Yes. No, you got it correct. I'm sorry. That was my <laughs> fault. No worries, man. Um, we're we're doing we're doing the the condensed synopsis. We'll we'll get into the details when we're done here. Um, okay. So, um, Enterprise saves survivors from the attack, including an angry Commander Shran. With both delegations on board, accusations of duplicity arise. Enterprise is then attacked by an Andorian ship, but T'Pol realizes it's a holographic disguise. While stranded on the holographic ship, Tucker and Reed discover it's a drone controlled by a Romulan admiral and a scientist trying to prevent a regional um, problem. Regional problem. Uh, the Romulans are trying to intervene and in trying to break apart the alliance between the Andorians, Tolerites, and uh, Earthicans. And that's the problem I was referring to. And that is the problem, yes. Yeah, I couldn't... It was yeah. a problem for the for the Romulans. Yes. Oh, yeah. you're... Oh, it's from... Oh, you took... Oh, you're taking the, the point of view and the stance from the Romulans. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, Jason, at one point in this episode, Captain Archer and Shran are drinking their blue tequila stuff. Um, yes, blue Andorian ale, yes. Yeah. Um, That's so, not the first time. They've shared it a couple of times, I think. Exactly, yeah. We've seen that before. Archer makes the decision to save the Andorians with this Telluride delegation on board. The thing is, though, is like three episodes... Shran was torturing Saval. Um, 
And and I can't tell if Captain Archer was... Did he, like, truly forgive Shran? Uh, is Shram not a war criminal in their minds at this point? Is, is Captain Archer just kind of realizing the stakes are too high, like, to not let bygones be bygones? Um... You know, oh. he he kind of needs to play nice because it's an explosive situation. But but when he's like, he feels like they seem authentically like aligned. Uh, and I'm just wanted to point that out. I thought that was a little oh um, interesting. I see. Oh yes, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um. And not oh, that they ended in bad terms that? in that episode. Um, right. But um, Boy, yeah, I haven't thought of that. And I don't know. But we don't know where the, uh, where the, the uh, Andorian and Vulcan. Not necessarily, yeah. Um, yeah. We don't know where that relationship is at the moment. And because I was, I'm sorry, because I was so enthralled with this being, you know, the pre-show, the pre-episode towards, uh, to the, the original series, uh, Journey to Babel. Oh. Because this is basically what, so this episode and potentially this entire arc is basically kind of the pre-episodes sort of to, uh, an episode in the, original series called journey to Babel, where Babel is this planet where uh all the federation delegations andorians tellarites vulcans come together and discuss uh feder- new federation admission into you know new planets into the admission into the federation and so this was basically, this was very much a a nice kind of cool take uh kind of uh preamble pre you know uh, episode to go before Journey to Babel. So I really didn't think of what the Andorian and Vulcan relationship is now. Hmm. I would think that hopefully it's a ceasefire now that the Vulcans are, you know, more pacifists instead of the yeah warrior, more warrior-like from the previous administration. Yeah, and now I, I that guess... To- I guess they're kind of like, well, Andorians will be Andorians, and um, we can't hold them to a certain standard, I guess. Uh, yeah. And I, and I guess it's just more of Archer just putting on different hats, be like, I'm going to put on my Andorian hat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that they're, I think Archer at this moment is just so engulfed in this situation that you know we'll deal with whatever the andorian relationship with vulcans are later yeah i guess so so uh the one in babel one you're saying this is the first meeting of of many yeah i think so i think that's yeah i think that's exactly what this is uh alluding to that this is the first um conference meeting pre-federation of this is where the 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 planet Babel is serves as the, um, the neutral planet to hold mm. these kinds of conferences. 
um, and I assume it's a Bible reference, Babel. I think so. I think so. The Tower of Babel. I think so. Where yes, everyone comes together, decides to build a tower to heaven. Yes. And then God makes them not understand each other, and then it all sounds like they're saying Babel. Yes, I think so. Interesting. I wonder if um, I don't know if that's an appropriate name. For, I mean, I get that it's different people coming together to build a thing, but in the Bible, it doesn't end with their intentions uh, being fulfilled. <laughs> well, I think. I mean, I've, I, I think you know. I mean, that's potentially <laughs> in these episodes. Like, there's in a way. That's what we're all trying. That's what they're all trying to build for. I think that's what we're all trying to build for, right? And it doesn't always um, end well, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Um. Well, what what did you think of the episode? Uh, I. It was an. It was. It was a. It's a. It's a. It's a really cool episode, and like I said, for us. Trekkies, Trekkers, Star Trek fans. They are, it's a, it was an interesting take um, on it. On, you know, the preamble to uh, Journey to Babel. And there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of elements to it where I thought, so, so okay, so, I'm trying to speak pretty carefully because I don't want to give too much away. Um, but in the original series episodes, there's a Vulcan delegation that's arriving on the Enterprise. And the security comes in and welcomes them, you know, the shuttle onto the, into the shuttle bay. And that, in in a very reminiscent scene in my mind, the Mako guards did mm. something very similar to the Tellarite ambassador uh in this episode hmm. i know it's a small thing but you know that's one of the things um that i find that i try to see or try to find are the little snippets and maybe even throwbacks but that's but again that's in my mind um i think it's a i think it's a really good setup episode um the only thing is the only drawback was I wish I wish we would have gotten more Romulan war conflict to set this up. Okay. How so? So I think so I think this is the Romulan interference is trying to disrupt this alliance between the Tellarites, Andorians, and humans. And I think that is the result of the quadrant shifting favor. And we see, and the Romulans probably seeing, look, there's, you know, there's a potential three to four species allying together against us and the Romulans are an empire and they want to you know um, rule 
or have the most uh, influence on the quadrant. And I think this perfectly sets it up that they are trying to disrupt this maybe burgeoning alliance by using this drone ship to attack one another and cause this distrust amongst the the three at current parties. Okay, so it's it's just about maintaining their sovereignty. They think yeah, that I if think... they have the mindset of if anyone else wins, we lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're you know the Romulan Empire is you know they want to expand, and they just want to rule and conquer, just like the Klingons. And I think they see that they could be a weakening power moving forward. Um between the if the Tellarites, Andorians and humans uh, begin this alliance together and I and that's what they're trying to do is trying to come to some peace accord at Babel this is I think this is the beginning of the Federation <laughs> without the Vulc I mean without the Vulcans implicitly yet and that may change in the next two episodes. But I think this was a really good episode. I think it was a nice setup episode for a three-episode, um, you know, um, story arc. For sure. Um, not a huge fan of these Romulans so far, man. They Who, like you? Kinda, yeah, they seem like kind of jerk faces. <laughs> Romulans, they're without honor. <laughs> because to me, you know, I'm, I'm just meeting these people, these Romulans. Yes, yes. And you get to see them. Yeah. Yeah, we, we briefly saw them uh, in the Forge uh, arc. And now... Yes. Now On Romulus. On Romulus. Now we're going to fight him. Yeah. So, and you also get to see Romulus from... Because at the, you know, at the last scene, they were panning out. And you got to see the, Romul the, the Romulan capital. Yeah, and it was some of the best uh, CGI we've had in this show. Yes. Um, so. Yes. So what do you think? Other than the Romulans are jerks. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I I've come to realize I I think I'm a suspense junkie. <laughs> like if there's not real suspense and there was real suspense here because Archer really had to dance a delicate dance to, to prevent the Andorians and the Tellurites from tearing each other apart. And they're, they're all stuck on this ship together. And, uh, you know, Archer had to, had to kind of sneak around, um, without upsetting either side. And of course, of course that was impossible, but they ended up coming together and he ended up bringing them together. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it showed true leadership the way he brought them together in this episode. So I enjoyed that part. It was, it showed good growth for Archer. And, uh, I think this season as a whole, um, has done that, but this episode in particular, so, um, but, and again, I, I, you know, the, the Shran torturing Saval thing and we're all just over it. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel great about it. 
Um, but what are you going to do? I think we'll come back to it. I think they will address it later. Yeah, I think they will address it later. And then did you know that it was a holographic ship like right away? No, I, no, I knew no. I knew like right away. I was like, it was just, it just was, um, it just didn't make any sense. It was, we're going to pick up this, this delegation and then we're going to attack the Andorians. Uh, like talk about like the stupidest plan ever. Um, it just made no sense. And so I was like, okay, well this is, this is a farce. Um, so I don't know why I, I usually don't figure things out very quickly. So, um, yeah, I just knew right away. Wow. That was, was going to be, wow. Yeah, wow. Spoofed. Wow. See, I, I was, I did not think of that. I didn't think of that. It was a hollow, sh- uh, a, a hollow ship or, um, you know, a disguised, uh, that Chip. they were spoofing. Yeah, I did not. I did not pick up on that until until uh, Tucker and Reed board it. Or I'm sorry, that to Paul notices that the power grid uh, was totally the similar whatever. And then when they had Shran, and when Archer had Shran intervene, and uh, and they. Um, targeted the weapons array or the engines or whatever, and it had no effect. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Someone is behind this. Someone right. else is trying to to uh, prevent this detente or you know forthcoming peace accord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did not. I did not pick up on that. Uh, truly, I. But yeah, oof. <laughs> well, I guess maybe that is a criticism I have of the episode. I think they could have set it up better because we see the Andorian ship basically after the attack. Yeah. If they if they had done something to clearly identify the attacking ship as Telluride and then called back to it later, I would have fallen for it right away. But the fact that it was... It just didn't make any sense to me. So. Okay. Um, okay. See, the, the the only thing that kept me not going there probably is because I knew. Because I was like, so I thought, so for me, I thought it was similar to the Vulcan kind of thing. Where this is not what Tellarites and the Andorians that I know of would be doing. Because they're kind of in a, they're in the Federation together. They're quabble, they quabble, they squabble uh, in the future, in the original series. But at this point, I thought they were going to throw us a curveball, and that there were elements of uh, Tellarite and/or Andorian society that was like, no, we're blood feuding with you guys, and no, this is. You know, this is not something that we want to join, or this is not something that we want to do, right? For that, mm-hmm. for me, anyways. So I did not think of the Romulans at all, but then I was like, ah, oh, Romulans. <laughs> and I bet you it's Tal Shiar too. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. 
Um, I I mean I I I think that's what they're trying to to set up, because like you never thought the ambassador was in on it, right? The tell you right ambassador. No, like you no, didn't think he no. was lying or no, 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 yeah. no, no. The one thing that I didn't understand was, like, what I didn't understand was why the arrest on both sides uh, from both, uh, especially from the Andorian ambassador, like you have diplomatic immunity, don't you? And you are, and you have full right to a complete and fair trial, even board the USS Enterprise before you're, you know, I didn't think Archer was going to hand him over to the Andorians at all. Did that ever, did that cross your mind? Um, I mean, would the Andorians honor that, though? <sighs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe not. Part of, part of the thing is with this show, too, is, like, the humans' capabilities are so far behind. That's that, true. That, I mean, it's grown substantially in the, the seasons we've watched they've acquired a lot of new technology and stuff but still um it doesn't seem like they have any real teeth to that's true. Inf- enforce that's true. anything like that and so that's true when I, whenever i'm watching like in this episode when i'm watching the andorians i'm thinking there's their their psyche is we don't we can do whatever we want like we can just wipe the enterprise off the face of the galaxy right now like we can do whatever we want and and they can um i mean it's different when they're like prisoners on the ship or something or trapped on the ship but before that you know i don't i don't see them as like treating the humans as equal or having any power to enforce anything like that so i don't know okay all right i got you and 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 going and kind of going back. So, who did you think was behind and um, actually in control? Did you have any thoughts on that while you were watching it? Well, uh, if I if I if I did, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I mean that's great. That because you, that yeah, because I watched this what like two weeks ago, three two weeks, weeks ago. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't remember. So okay, I had a Taylor Swift concert to go to. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, I yeah, I just thought something fishy's going on here. Okay, all right. I don't know if I thought it was a holographic ship. I just thought something was being spoofed. I, I knew that okay. the Tellurites were being spoofed. Okay. Okay. So. Anyway. Um, so we've heard Tellurites before in yes. Carbon Creek. Yes. The, the episode that takes place like in the 50s with T'Pol's great-grandma? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, when they send it, they like crash landed on Earth and they send a distress call. And it's a Telluride freighter that picks up the distress call and relays it to the Vulcan command. 
way back then. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I've seen them um, <sighs> since then. Maybe you have. But... Uh, In this show... I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Well, I don't know if it was clear from my synopsis. So one thing about them is the reason why Archer was practicing complaining and being rude is because that's how the Tellurites introduce themselves is they say rude things. So that that that's was who they are, comic yeah. relief, yeah. Yes. I, and I, like I didn't know that. I didn't know that until this episode. And that was a great that was a great pre credit sequence between Archer yeah. and um uh and Tintato. And I'm like, what are they doing? And I yeah. and I didn't pick up on that they were, you know, uh playing a role, you know, playing mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Yeah. Well, uh what would you give this one? What pip rating would you give it, Jason? So I'm gonna give this one a lieutenant commander, uh two solid pips and then one black pip. Um, a good, like I keep saying, pre-Journey to Babel episode with a similar plot, but it wasn't, it wasn't completely, like, mirrored. Like, you couldn't say that, like, oh, yeah, they totally ripped off, and this was just another, you know, Journey to Babel. Got it. Uh, so that part was good, um, but what really makes it for me... Uh, was the for me I didn't see it but the the plot twist at the end where you're like oh my gosh Romulans yeah yeah and then they the Romulans weren't even on the ship like I said it was a drone ship they're back yeah. yeah 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 I didn't yeah I didn't know they had that capability and that's kind of cool that there's this one <laughs> Romulan and you know and then the other thing Two that I kind of want to touch on is, um, you know, it'd be, I'm interested in seeing if um, the Romulans want to destroy the ship with Reed and Tucker on board, or would they want to bring them back to Romulus to have them be prisoners? Hmm. Yeah. Because one, in a lot of ways, the Romulans wouldn't want their ship if it was discovered. They'd want to, you know, destroy it. So there's no, ev- so there would be little evidence to implicate the Romulans in this, right? Mm-hmm. If you're the Romulan Talshiar or the the CIA of the Romulan of Romulan society, um, of the Romulan Empire, it's the secret sir you know the 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 secret branch you know the spy branch the spy agency of, of the romulan empire is that you wouldn't want it tracked back to you <laughs> so you'd right. want to blow it up or have it yeah. destroyed or whatever the case might be so that's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next 
two episodes of this arc. For sure. And do you know that it's an arc? I mean, we know this one in a, in a cliffhanger, but do we know I it's three episodes? I think so. I th- I don't know for sure. It could be two, could be three. I don't know. It'd be in keeping with this whole season yes. so far. Yes, yes. The and the one thing that I'm I'm I want to say is that um, I wish we had more backstory on the Romulans at this moment in time and what because i think this is the i think we're at the end of the the end or the beginning of the human romulan conflict okay and i think it's the beginning but i wish we'd kind of known but they'd made what was that one episode where a romulan warbird attacks Mm. them yep in season two, I know one? exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't they, remember, but I they intentionally yeah. did not show their faces. They yes. just showed the ship attacking. Yes. Oh, I know what it was. It was um, they went through a no. Well, they went through a Romulan minefield. Remember that? Yes. Yes. And then they ended up at that automated ship repair station that was another that was that was an that was like the second episode right yeah that was a two that, that, that was, was a, a two episode arc. Yeah. yeah that was different i know yeah. what you're talking about um i don't remember man okay and then that also leads to my complaint that i wish again this is another tick box of like i wish this was season one and not four. Because this is all great Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. To move the story forward and then the franchise moving into the other iterations of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, introducing the Zindi War and all that kind of stuff. But that I digress again. Yeah, totally agree. Season three was not needed yeah so <laughs> i feel like those that, that was the result of notes from the producers or something and yeah 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 you know saying saying that we want more more aliens or something i don't know what, yes. the, what the, the notes were but uh, more aliens per episode is what i mean because like each each episode could have like five different species or something right right I was like, oh, really? We're going to do that kind of Star Trek? The Alien of the Week? Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Was there anything else you want to talk about with this one? Uh, Nope. Oh, uh, December, uh, November 12th, 2154 was given as a star date. We haven't haven't had a star date in a while, so, you know, it's always... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a year, anyways. (laughs) Right, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's always good. Um, well, do, uh, are you caught up on Mandalorian? I am. All right. Spoiler alerts for anybody listening. Yes. Um, what do you think? I'm loving it. I'm loving yeah. it. I'm loving. I'm. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, that it was pretty badass. The the Mandalorians coming to save 
the magistrate and um grief cargo yes the, the full-on the full-on battle with the the pirates and I I think I'm like finally on board with like caring about Mandalorians. So, so okay. See, I'm I'm excited for two different reasons. I'm excited for one. Bo-Katan. Why did the armorer make her the the armorer made her take off the helmet, just so because there's multiple sex, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's just trying to have her set the example of, like, you can be the leader. Is that what you... The, um, I take it as the armorer recognizes, as you say, there's multiple sex. Um, obviously, the armorer is the remnants of Death Watch. Um, they, they believe in you cannot take off your helmet. But she recognizes that Bo-Katan comes from a sect that does not believe in that. And that all of the different sects need to be united. And that she believes Bo-Katan is the one to do so. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't want to hold her back. And she wants to be like, you know, do whatever you want. Go and unite us. Um, you're, You're free from this this like you know this rule yeah so it's like she's it's a concession i think on the armor's part because it, like bo is like the chosen one kind of yeah she's the one who's gonna so ride the do, mythosaur and do you unite think, the mandalorians do you think that this is does it does this feel like a changing of the guard that pedro pascal's dinjarin is kind of taking a backseat a little to Bo-Katan? Yeah, yeah, but so if you look at the names of the episode, the first one was the apostate. Yes. The third third episode was the convert. Um and and there's like a lot of like chosen one myth type stuff. I mean, she's the one that sees there's, the mythosaur. The first one, because even the armor admitted she was like, "I that was only yeah. in stories or whatever." Yeah, you know, and uh, Dinjarin literally baptizes himself. So my point is, there's a lot of like biblical, yeah. sort of, sort <laughs> yeah. of religious themes here. Yes. Um, and I think Bo-Katan is is gonna be like sacrificed i think like that's like the arc of um in in a biblical sense and so i think they're they're intentionally gonna like make her a sacrificial lamb or something uh i don't you know i i have a bad feeling about this (laughs) as if i can yeah i think she's not i think she's uh i think she's in trouble man because I think she is gonna oh. ride the mythosaur and bring the Mandalorians together. She's gonna, you know, bring her people home, right? Uh, but I don't think it's gonna end well for her. And then she gets offed. I think she's yeah. I think she's gonna. Okay. I mean, like she's beloved. That you know, the actress, the character, 
everything about her is so so that's like you have that going for her. it's and it's disney too so it's like you can't really that's not something really they do right you know i mean i guess they yeah, killed I han solo know. they killed yeah. han solo but yeah. like that was probably like a contractual thing yeah they well, killed I, and they killed luke skywalker they look killed luke skywalker but I'd get the feeling they weren't happy. I don't know, man. I'm kind of talking out of my ass here, but <laughs> but I I I agree. They're 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 setting up a divergence, and I'm just wondering if that's because she's on a path where she's uh you know gonna be sacrificed. I don't know. Okay, okay. the The other thing um, that I'm really liking and and is the uh, I love. I'm loving the the. What's her name? Aliyah Kane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aliyah Kane. Yeah. Um, Mo- Moff Gideon's mole. Moff Gideon's mole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am loving that, and I am loving that. See, it's, I see. I'm gonna get a lot of. I, I probably get a lot of like, um, hate for this, but I really like. I'm really enjoying the politics of okay. it's it's in the background now, right? But it's mm-hmm. it's it's slowly moving to the forefront that the republic and I love that um what you call it um the SNL um what's his name? I don't remember his name, but he was from SNL and that Tim Meadows. One, yeah, Tim Meadows, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that he was the bureaucrat that's got, you know, a like stacks and stacks of issues that he's just not you know that they're just not being able to get to and i love that part of this that they're getting into because that's what i think that's the argument against democracy right is that it's that if you're trying to rule through through democratic means and you know with freedom and all these kinds of things and the rule of law that all of these things now are piling and piling and they're falling behind and mm. they're not being able, they're not getting to, you know, they're not getting out to the outer rim to help the Mandalorians or, uh, or I'm sorry, to help grief Karga um, against mm. his fight against those pirates. And you can absolutely see like, this is why worlds will be like, yeah, no, yeah, we don't want to join the Republic you know they're not going to get to us anyways you know that yeah. i i love that i love that i love that oh and the other thing i love that jar jar binks saves saved grogu right right yeah in in the episode before yeah, yeah in the previous episode i love mm-hmm. that that actor i forget his name yeah gets a a little bit of um redemption yeah gets a little redemption yeah exactly for all the crap that he's gone through in 20 years did you notice his ship was a naboo cruiser i did yeah i was like is that a nabooian i wasn't sure Mm -hmm. i was like is that a nabooian or nabooian whatever you know frigate ship whatever that was yeah um it's and it's possible that it was jar jar's ship oh okay oh, okay okay cool <laughs> that would that would be that would be 
that would be really cool. That would be mm-hmm. poetic, actually. Yeah. It's just a, that was such a um, such a surprise. That whole thing. Yes. I wanted to ask you about that Kane character. The first episode of this season, um, when we saw her mm-hmm. with the scientist. Mm-hmm. Did she look uh, Tarkin CGI'd? All those croissant scenes. Did she look CGI to you? No, I no no, that that hasn't even crossed my mind. Really? Okay. Yeah. No. No. Th- there why, was... why would? Why would they? I don't CGI? know. Have, I don't have know. you seen her? Have you seen it? Have you seen photos of her? Not. That she looks no, different? No, so... No, it wasn't... Like I'm sorry. She, I'm sorry. They, she... I don't know the actors. I don't either. Yeah, I don't okay. either, yeah. Um, so, they look exactly like they did in the episode I'm talking about. Like, when they go to the, the summit, the highest point of Coruscant, um, that, whole, that whole sequence... That's what that's what uh they look like but um and then and then in the previous times we've seen them and in the uh-huh. subsequent it, no issue it's just in that episode with the scientist it looks like they tarkened everybody even even the oh, other Oh interesting. Even the Is other that... liberated soldiers that they all seem tarkin when when you're talking specifically when they're just all that one at episode the, in the theater listening to his speech starting there and then into all of the oh other shots oh really okay because yeah. the, the one thing that i would say is that i'm i'm curious if the cgi effects like just because of the theater just because of the way like the theater felt CGI'd to me. Like that entire yeah. Coruscant room theater thing yeah. seems CGI'd to me. And that, you know, I don't, may have had um, effects. But if you're saying, I'm that talking it goes like the even more to like, when they're having like the intimate dinner, shots. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. No, no, I did not know. No, okay. I, no. It was, it was so, um, it, it was like uncanny. Like, you know, they say the uncanny valley or whatever when they talk yeah. about like CGI humans. It yeah. felt like that. Um, but it was so good if it was that, that, oh, I, that okay. that's why I'm asking you I'm like is that no, what it was I, yeah, but also so the, why like why would they yeah. do that it doesn't make any sense right no, wouldn't that be I like that's just, a million times more expensive the first thing that the first thing that popped into my I was like oh a half I was like is she a half like half white half Asian actor and I was like oh okay that's kind of cool <laughs> or half you know, white half Latin character. I was like, I didn't know. I, I, I just figured that's what she looked like. That's what she looks like. And I, I forgot about her. Like she was like, kind of looks familiar, but I, 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 I only watched the first two seasons once. I think maybe no, I watched she's not the first been one. in the other. T- no, I think this is a new character. She was uh, Gideon's. Um, person in the previous seasons she's moff gideon's oh, person oh 
So she was in season two. Either one or two. I don't. I don't know. In one or two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's been a long time, so I'm gonna have to go back. I I trust you. I believe that. I'm just gonna. Wow. Um. It's been so long. Oh man. Okay, uh, it, I missed. I it. just I just looked it up. It is season two. Okay. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. I but, believe. But, and and Wikipedia says she's an actress, so I guess it yes. is she. Yeah. But um, just androgynous looking, you know, just the androgynous haircut and all that kind of stuff too. So. Well, I think this show intentionally did that. Yeah. No. 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 Um, right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. That there's a. You know. But but she she's been part of the trying to clone with Grogu's blood thing from the right, get-go. Right, 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 right. See, okay, so that's why... So I think... I think you were right when you said she's trying to supercharge his brain yeah. mm-hmm. instead of wiping it. I think she turned the dial and it went the other way. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the color even changed. I think it was... When the, when the Calamarian was doing it, it was blue... Okay. And then when she did it, it turned red, I think. Oh, okay. Because I okay. think you're right. I think she did the other way and like yeah. cranked it up. So then does he become a character that we've seen before, but just disfigured in the future just because of what the that impact that physical impact might have? Like in the in the prequel movies? Yeah, like in the prequel movies or Not that I know of. Oh, okay. Okay. Um I, I think he serves his purpose, which is okay. clone, cloning Snoke and or Palpatine. Okay. So who um, do you think freed Moff Gideon? Oh, well. Um, so I actually saw an interesting theory about this. So... Oh. Um, in... In the animated shows, when when Maul wins the dark saber, there are sects yes. of Mandalores, Mandalorians, who blindly follow the saber. Um, they don't care if you're if you've taken the creed, if you're a Mandalorian, they don't care. Whoever has the saber is their leader. Uh, they're, that's their deal. And that means that because Gideon had the saber at one point, um, it's possible that they believe that he still has it and thus is their leader and thus went to any length to free him. Because... Oh, interesting. Yeah, if you remember, remember they said... There's Beskar in, in yes. the shuttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's so. that's why. That's man. Yeah. I I okay. I hadn't even thought of that. I didn't know that. I'm not that knowledgeable of the Star Wars universe to know to even think about that. The only thing to me was like, okay, this is for me. I was like, oh, this has got to be remnants. This has got to be one of two possibilities for me. I was like, one, they're trying to frame the Mandalorians, and this was actually Imperial Remnant, you know, folks mm-hmm. that freedom, right? Or 
that it was a bound that it was a that it was a bounty to free him and it was just so happened that it was a mandalorian that freed him but he oh. he, he or she is working for the remnant of the empire wow so yeah, i didn't even think because of that what if it was boba fett you know what i'm saying right? boba yeah. fett could i mean it, I, it would con- considering how how he's kind of come around that seems unlikely but yeah maybe maybe because uh, he's a bounty hunter he's a mandalorian yeah. bounty hunter but i i think i like that though because that would be a really convincing way to frame them is to leave some best scar behind like that exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah so th- i thought it was either a frame or yeah. i thought it was a um that it was just a it just so happened to be a mandalorian bounty hunter but hired by the empire the imperial remnants right i i mean before before he said there's beskar i was like oh this is um this is the work of thrawn i, I just thought I, it was i thought thrawn. so too i thought yeah. so too because they've been dropping hints and you've said it they've been dropping hints that grand admiral thrawn will be back more than hints right i mean yeah um in you know in the episode from season two called the jedi i think with with ahsoka that's that's what she's doing is she's looking for thrawn yeah uh if you remember she uh um the person she's after in that episode when she finally like corners them or whatever she's like tell me where admiral thrawn is yeah okay um and you know so it's like obviously he's coming back in some capacity definitely in the ahsoka show yes but oh you know who it could be too although i can't see why or how but sabine is supposed to be in the ahsoka show sabine wren yeah the yeah, Mandalorian. yeah 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 okay I don't know why she would free a bad guy like that, but yeah, I don't see that. I'm just saying she's a, a Mandalorian. She also... Yeah, that's true. That's true. But wouldn't wasn't she also wasn't Sabine also trying to pursue and trying to hunt down um, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn? Uh, I mean, I th- I think they were battling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. And then did you? Uh, and then for me as a, I'm a fan of, I'm a Rebels fan, so I was glad that Zev. Yeah. Comes back. Yeah. And then he, that was uh, cool. Chats with Teva in the bar. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. Yeah. They did. A, they did a great job uh, with the CGI and just everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the one thing I want to say, because we, I, I know we're jumping around like three different, three different episodes, because we haven't caught up on the Mandalorian, me and you. Yeah. But so that episode with the scientist, um, at the theater, as you said yeah so that is the opera where palpatine tells anakin about okay 
about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yeah. And then if you notice, uh, Kane, when she sits down, they do the same shot, same camera shot when, oh! when Anakin first sits down. I did not I did not pick up on that. I yeah. But but it's interesting that um at the opera in episode 3 yes is when he tells him about Darth Plagueis the Wise, Plagueis being his mentor. Yes. And then like a lot of pe- a lot of people have you know, and then we know that uh, Palpatine created Snoke in his words. Um, and then a lot of people thought Snoke looked like Plagueis. I just kind of wonder if no, he they, didn't. they chose. But anyways. I know you don't think so. But a ton of people do. Uh, and, and besides, you're going off of like a, an illustration on a book. I mean, like. All we know is that he was a tall, pale, bald guy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, are are you you saying he doesn't look like him based on the book cover? Yes, okay. I I think from the images that I've seen of of Snoke and Darth Plagueis, no, not even not even close. Because um, Plagueis has got a really long, narrow head in everything that I've seen. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. It's like more of a, like a tube kind of head deal, kind of dealy. Got it. Okay. We're we're getting sidetracked though, but you know that's fine. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, I guess I just don't like those types of things um i don't i don't think i don't know like those types of like the inquisitor in um obi-wan look nothing like the animated one no yeah no 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 you know um being no okay so look quite right that was the other one that was the other thing that i was gonna say I thought the Inquisitor was the only the the Grand Vizier, the Grand Inquisitor was the only one that they didn't do a great great job, and I'm okay with that because the actor who plays the in real life, you know, the live action one, yeah, I thought they did a great Cad Bane, and I think they've done a great. I can't think of any other. <laughs> Yoda is another one that, like, so the the point being when though. Did they do animated yoda's all over the place dude yoda's different every time they do him oh yeah yeah, 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 my my point my point being like the medium um is like changes it so if you see like a a drawing of plagueis a drawing based on a novel that's probably not even an official drawing it's just some fan art you're right you're right you're right and and who knows what you know i i doubt ryan johnson was like deep in the star wars like uh extended universe or expanded universe like uh you mean jj abrams no uh oh okay okay sorry i was because because ryan johnson is the one that really zoomed in on his face and stuff jj abrams is just barely uh 
a fuzzy image of a no, really tall guy. No, but you could definitely see, like, I'm sorry, I'm standing up, but, like, when he does this to both Hux and Kylo mm. Ren, when he stands up from his throne and he looks down at them, you can see his face. Okay, no, yeah, I'm saying, though, like, um, the that image of him towering over Hux mm. and stuff... Uh, I find it difficult to to agree that it looks quote nothing like uh, oh, Plagueis because literally, literally the iconic image of Plagueis is from the book. Um, I think it's just called Darth Plagueis. It's where they introduced him. Uh, uh-huh. Like the character, the the cover of the book is him towering over a kneeled down Palpatine. Um, you know, just a pale, ghostly, hooded guy. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. You can't like really make out his face. Okay, okay. But yeah, no, no. This and, is... and and then it's like, and then Ryan Johnson did his thing. He's like, okay, this is nothing like that. Right, 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 um, right. But then but... JJ completely kiboshed it and was like, no, nah, this is just some guy. This is some character that I made. You know, Palpatine made in a tube. Right, but um. See, I don't know if he kiboshed it though, because oh really? You think like, he left like, the door open? I think he like because it's also that Ryan Johnson said in an interview, he said when people were dissecting the, you know, they're doing the post mortem on on the movie, he was like talking about how he was like. I thought it'd be interesting if we did this. I thought it'd be interesting if we did that. Uh, my least favorite term. I thought it'd be interesting if. Uh, he's, and he's he's like, you know, where's the surprise if at the end I go, it's Darth Plagueis. Yeah. I, um, he, uh, it's just a weird thing to say in an interview because nobody brought up Darth Plagueis, sure, I don't sure, think. Sure, sure. They, he just like volunteered that information. Sure, sure. And no, like, but I bet you he was reading the stuff. I bet you he was reading. He had to have been reading. For for some reason, I think Ryan Johnson was reading some of the the comments and like the rumors and stuff. I think he was a little plugged into it. Okay. Did he take it seriously? No, because he made the movie that he did. I digress. I digress. I digress. I'm not going there. Well, okay. I mean, I don't know. It was the least Star Warsy movie I've ever seen, so um, I can't imagine that he was deep into like the animated right. stuff. And, right. Like... Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you <laughs> on that. I agree with you on that point. But but anyway, so then JJ with him like bringing it back to a Palpatine connection. Yes. Cuz like before there's no connection to Palpatine, now there is a connection to Palpatine. To me that's yes. that is not putting the kibosh on it. That is opening the door. And oh, like like making I making see. a clone in the image of his master. Um he probably hated his master. Why would you want to do that? Well, that's a Sith thing, though. Yeah. Siths are required to to try to 
take over their master. Yeah, yeah. To kill their master. Yeah. But he was See, he was still recognized that, oh, that uh, he's a powerful being. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so you and I read it completely different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. So you read it as this is like a tribute to my former master. Speaking of, from Palpatine's point of view, right? See, I think of it as no, this is this was just a puppet that I created and I'm the one. It know, is speaking it is of that. as Palpatine. It is that. But he doesn't have carte blanche. Like the reason why they're using Grogu is because they need his midichlorians. This mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm, this like mm-hmm. difficult thing to do. And it's possible that Palpatine or whoever is cloning stuff is failing at cloning and so they have to oh oh i okay so they have to resort to to like taking the genetic material of of a worthy host or or something that like so you think um, he frankenstein so you think he frankenstein it's 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 just what he knows it's what he knows. Like they Palpatine, zoomed his body and used Palpatine his... would know where the body is because he killed Plagueis. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. He he knows Plagueis well. Interesting. He, he's um, if if you were gonna try to do something unnatural. Um, Interesting. You know there are, that many would consider unnatural or whatever Palpatine says. Right. Right. Um, right, right. You would. Right. You would rely on what you know right and, and right that was Plagueis's whole jam was resurrecting yourself right or right. using using the midichlorians to quote create life yeah um i don't think it was meaningful in the sense that it was like oh i need my buddy back i think it was like we're trying to accomplish something here because the scientist guy he he says that he talks about in I think it's season two. He's when they're trying to clone. He says that the hosts are rejecting whatever he's doing. He's like, yeah, yes. all the hosts have rejected the blah blah blah. Yeah, like he's he's failing at what he's doing. Yeah, um, and that's um, part of it is, you know, apparently that Palpatine's Palpatine figured out how to. Uh, preserve his spirit and they're trying to find a body that's a worthy clone for a yeah. spirit a spirit that's as powerful as palpatine's yeah and you know i think plagueis would be a good place to start so if they go there yeah if they go there and i and i question whether feloni and favreau will go there okay i think because they've made but... very few inferences to the sequel trilogy thus far in their work. Okay. I was curious if you thought that that's where they might be also going. Is I know I know you've made inferences to it, mm-hmm. but do you think at some point in one of the Filoni Favro sh- shows or movies that we see from Disney, do you think we'll see? The, the guy who is the model for Snoke? Um, yeah, I, 
I think that's like, it's literally the totality of Gideon is cloning. The entire, his entire arc to get Grogu is to clone. I think he, it's uh, in, completely inevitable that this is but, leading to but is, the, but do you the think sequels. It's, but do you think it's Snoke or do you think it's Palpatine? Oh, see, again, it, to me, it goes back to it's the same it's the same thing. It's like, oh, they're, they're okay. just, they're gotcha. just trying, they're just doing what they can gotcha. with what they have. They're, they aren't, um, the, the Kaminoans are, are long gone. And, uh, this, their technology, like whatever they were doing, right. It's either that, or that technology is not sufficient to house Palpatine's spirit. Um, and so they're trying something new. And that they need... And, and that's why they're after Grogu's blood. Dark magic? No, dark that's force. why they need Grogu's... They need Grogu's midichlorians. Oh, because they, okay. they need yes. they need a host body that's just like teeming with midichlorians. The M-Count. They literally call it the M-Count. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season yeah. 2. I remember. I remember. Yes. And I think um, when... That episode when they go to that facility in the last season where there's the like aquariums with like clone bodies in them, I'm pretty sure it's the exact same music that's played on, I don't know if it's Exegol or um, in one of Snoke's scenes. Oh, was it? That Imperial base that they broke into? Dude, I don't know. I I think it was an Imperial base. Okay. And it was their archive or whatever that or whatever it was with the the tubes and stuff that you're talking about okay yeah yeah i just know it was a musical callback oh okay yeah dude so i i think it's inevitable that this is what they're that this is where this is heading oh okay 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 and it should be noted too, if I'm not mistaken, that the very first expanded universe novel, with um, with uh, Thrawn, Thrawn clones plague uh, Palpatine, like Palpatine comes back in that first book. Yeah, um, but didn't they throw away all that stuff other than Thrawn, obviously? Yeah, no, no. My point is, is that it's like a spiritual successor to oh, that it's like gotcha, it's gotcha, like this gotcha, is the first gotcha. now canon thing after return of the jedi gotcha and it's almost like an homage to that gotcha gotcha that was a great graphic novel that was a really uh, cool graphic novel i don't remember that i remember there being a novel the thrawn trilogy or um oh it was, it was a, i don't know if it's a trilogy but it, I, oh. I read it oh I remember because I remember a um, a graphic novel, and it's a dark Luke, huh. and he's the one serving the emperor. Interesting. But then he's the one that also destroys Thrawn's and the emperor's facility. Huh. Interesting. And I believe the ship was called the Eclipse. Hmm. I'll I'll try to find that I'll try to find images from that graphic novel. 
but yeah, that's what I remember. And I was like, oh, okay. So they are just gonna keep. They are gonna keep Thrawn. <laughs> Maybe is that what I remember him from, or do I remember Grand Admiral Thrawn from a video game? Um, you mean besides the animated shows? Yeah, no, this is like way, way, way before. This was like in the 90s when there was a video game and you were a TIE fighter cap, uh, pilot. And I think there was a Grand Admiral Thrawn back then in that video game. But I don't remember. Um, Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn trilogy from 1991. Woo! Yeah. So the book marked the first... The book marked the end of what Star Wars fandom calls the Dark Times, a notable drought in new Star Wars material. Between Star Wars hmm. So this is the... I'm going to drop it in the chat. This is the, this is the graphic novel that I remember. But now I don't remember if Thrawn was it. I think he was. I don't remember. Dark Empire. I've heard of that for sure. Maybe Thrawn's oh, yeah. not in this. I don't remember this. Okay. Dang, if you had a copy of that, it's worth like $2,000. I think my brother still has this. Yeah, so this came out like a year after that first one. Oh, okay. So same same era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, 91, 92, damn. Okay. Was there anything else that we missed about Mandalorian? I don't know. <laughs> Probably a lot. Okay. <laughs> It'll be interesting how this season ends. Because there's only a couple more episodes, right? I think there's three more. Yeah. Yeah. And they're pretty short episodes. Um, they're only like half hour, 40 minutes-ish. But Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way this ends. This season. If we even see Moff Gideon. Yeah, that actually is a complaint that I have, like... Doesn't it seem like not plausible that um, Gideon would escape and that nobody would know? Yeah. Okay. So at first I thought that, but then it goes back to the Aaliyah Kane and the, sh the just the amount of bureaucracy in the Republic, in the New Republic. And like then I was like, they're in on it, or. Or they are covering it up, or or they're no, just that, they're just that like it's a mistake, are... it's negligence, and they're like being like, uh, sweep that under the rug. Yeah, we missed it. Like, oops, we missed it. And just because, see, that's what I think. That's where I think. And again, Star Wars fans are gonna clobber me to death about this because it's politics mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and a lot of Star Wars fans don't like it. But that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. 
I think, and this is the interesting part to me, is that they made a mistake. And they either made a mistake or the Aaliyah Kane and a couple of Moff Gideon's underlings that we have yet to see have kind of, you know, wiped it from the records. Yeah, no, I get that. But I agree. And I think that is what happened. Um, and that's and so why. it just gets lost due to yeah. the amount of stuff going but, on. But, but it is amazing to not that there wasn't someone that goes, oh, hey, um, Moff Gideon, what happened? <laughs> right. This is a that's that's my point. Like, even if she deleted every record of it ever, this is a high profile thing. Yeah. This is like bad guy number one. People would just, in conversation, be like, "Hey, when's the Moff Gideon trial?" Yeah, uh, what's you know, this isn't like some nobody. This isn't Andor, you know, right? Like, just tossed away. But at the same time, it just could also be that the New Republic just doesn't think the Imperial remnants, Moff Gideon, is that big of a deal. That, right. that just yeah, it just has to be the explanation. Yeah. But like they must also think that he's not that big of a deal. And that's what I think Carson Tava and Tim Meadows' characters I think that's what they were kind of talking about. Is like we've got all these issues. You know, I've got all these issues on my desk and and Carson Tava's the only one or one of the only ones that is saying, Hey, I think this is a big deal. And Tim Meadows' Republic character, New Republic character, is like, nah, we got other stuff that we got to deal with. And, you know, those are just theories. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we just have a different perspective than the characters of Moff It could Gideon. be. It could be. You know, because to me, he's like essentially the emperor right now. Like, he's just the number one guy. In it. So far, yeah. And it... And if there wasn't like a highly publicized trial and it would be a real head scratcher, but maybe that's just our perspective. Cause we're watching, you know, um, on a ground level. So. Yes. Yes. And that's why I think that interaction again, between Carson Tava and, um, Tim Meadows bureaucratic character is kind of that dialogue where it's like, yeah, we've got too much other stuff to do. And the remnants of the empire is, it is what it is, and it's not that big of a deal. And that's what I love, is that, you know, in such a big galaxy, right? And, I, and that's, what I, that's what I love about it, is that, that the democracy... And, and this is why... And this is, this, is, and this is the... I think this would be the great setup, is that in the sequel films, like if they would have touched on that a little bit, like the New Republic, ugh, they get nothing done. We're so far down the line. The reach, the, it, you know, democracy is slow and it's messy and, you know, it, it's not efficient. It's not incredibly efficient and it's not supposed to be, right? Because of all the voices that are entwined in a republic. Mm. And I love that. I love that. I loved, like they're kind of exposing some of its flaws, right? And people are like, hey, 
I want to go back to the good old days of the Empire where things got done and, you know, right, right. there was order and there was, you know, all those kinds of things that I don't necessarily yeah. agree with. I don't agree with it, but that would have been a beautiful uh, thing to me. But anyways. That's true. This yep, is that, Star Wars. This is that, not a pol- this is not a political movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true though. I mean, that's that's exactly why Lucas named them stormtroopers is because those are the exact dynamics of Yeah. Yeah. Of, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The oh, yeah, rise. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mhm. You know, we need us you know a, a strong an iron fist yes yes you know, absolutely. No, absolutely no half measures right absolutely absolutely yeah so okay well um i hope they they have ahsoka again that's what i want out of this season okay 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 i think that might happen i think that might happen because i think now that Carson, I think Carson Tava is going to like lead a charge and that they are now going to hunt the Mandalorians. Like, okay. Dinger, I think they're going to be on the run again. And I think you could see Ahsoka come back in. I hope so. I hope so. All right, buddy. All right. Well, thanks, uh, everyone. Bonus content uh, episode. <laughs> we have a we have quite a few of these. <laughs> and uh, you know, unfortunately, we will as long as there's a Star Wars show on. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. Follow us on Spotify. And I, you know. Sorry, I keep going off on tangents and I keep dragging this out. I just got to say. No, okay. it's good. No, today it's good. today on my phone, I I ran out of storage. Okay. Ooh. And then I looked I looked at the usage and it was Apple Podcasts. <clears throat> and I think when we first started this, I probably touched on this, but I think it it uh deserves, you know, bringing up again because like I've always pushed for Spotify on this show Mm -hmm. because I get frustrated with Apple podcasts. Yes. The, the way that it accumulates downloads. Yes. 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 So I had like 35 gigs of unlistened to podcasts. Yeah. And that's in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Whereas Spotify just streams it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess there's people who are downloading and listening to it later, but it's, uh, the, it was just something that, that I was viscerally aware of early on. And that's why I've always say follow us on Spotify and not Apple podcasts. Uh, yeah. and, and now I'm back to like <laughs> that. I'm like, okay, yeah. Spotify is where it's at. Yeah. And like, how, yeah. do, how does everybody not have that experience? Like I mean, I, I don't know you think can... I think a lot of people listen to I think a lot of people listen to Apple Podcasts, but I don't think as much as you and you know you and um, you and your wife, you and Becky. But yeah. you know, I don't know, man. 
But yeah, it's I just, had the same thing, and I was like, no, I'm deleting them. Yeah, it's weird. It's just such a different experience. Yeah. Um, but, but so anyway, that's why I say follow us on Spotify, just because I'm. Tr- I feel like, you know, it, the people listening to this, if you have a good experience, you're gonna, you're more likely to keep listening to us. Whereas if you go do it on Apple, I mean, this this episode is 120 minutes, or it's an hour and 20 minutes long. Yeah. I think, if I'm reading the the timer on this thing's weird, but... Um, yeah. You know, that's going to be a pretty hefty file, so... Yeah. Anyway, Spotify where, is where it's at, so... And, 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 and whatever, and to our international listeners, if you have... If you have Spotify or whatever your local Asian, European, South American, Oceanic, you know, Oceanic, you know, African. Did I name all the continents yet? I think so. Uh, (laughs) Antarctica. Uh, You know, whatever the local, you know, wherever you get your podcast. But I totally get what you're saying that. Do they? Just stream the thing on, you know, and, and not download it on Apple. I wonder what the internet's like, what the cell service is like on Antarctica. Do they have like 5G down there? Yeah, I think so. I think so because it's a um, it's a scientific research station. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if they were like, they're like putting their like a uh, hard drive on a boat and sending the data home that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, but... no, I don't think so. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But yeah, wherever you can stream your podcasts. Sounds good, man. Well, um, thank you. And until next time, fight the Empire. May the Force be with you. See ya.